Hello, and welcome back, except it's still the same day. Again, we've done this once before. Hello, I'm also here. Yes. Again. Again. I'm also here. Sorry. <laughs> again. <laughs> I interrupted you again. I'm sorry. But yeah, we are here. Woo. <laughs> we've got our lives together a little bit more now. A little bit. Uh, a smidge. Ten minutes since filming. Yeah, it's been like, I don't know, because we had to take a little break, and now we're back. And now my computer's on a charger. Woo. Start dying. So now I'm filming on my bed. <laughs> so yeah, that's how our yeah. lives are going. Woo. What did you say? I said, so that's how our lives are going. Yeah. Cool. 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 Sh- shall we just jump in? Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Episode 5, yay! Yay! Except it's still the same day. <laughs> they already know that, shush. I know, but it's... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did Prometheus and Pandora, and it was really interesting to learn about. And you already know that I did Prometheus and Pandora if you listened to episode 4. And if you didn't listen to episode four, what are you doing? This is a part two. This is a part two. You need the part one to know what we're talking about. Leave. Go. Listen to episode four. What are you guys doing? (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, Prometheus. I didn't know what my book was talking about when I first started reading about this. Because I thought it was talking about the Cyclops dude. But no, (laughs) it was Prometheus that got punished and stuck to a rock with a vulture to eat his liver every day. Yum. <laughs> Love that commentary. <laughs> I'll be here all night. <laughs> okay, anyways, Prometheus and his brother Epimetheus. Oh I'm my pretty god. Sure that's how you say that, and we're not gonna use the chat again. I'm or we might use the chat again. We I might. don't know, but I'm pretty sure I can pronounce all of these names. In today's episode. I think. Yeah, Prometheus and his brother, Epimetheus, created man out of clay. They didn't really know what they were doing. Because their job was to care for the beings that were already created. So they created man out of clay. Similar looking to the gods of Mount Olympus. You know, because they were human-like, I think. (laughs) I, yeah. I'm very excited about this episode, as you probably can tell. Yeah, you're like, woo! Yeah, woo! <laughs> yeah. Y- Euros? It's not, no, yeah. Euros gave man a spirit, and Athena gave the man a soul. Athena missed out on mine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prometheus was really proud of his work and observed man for a really long time and wanted to gift them something. Yeah, and the gods had fire. You can see where this is going. Fire. So he stole said fire from the gods and he was punished by Zeus and I'm not even reading my notes currently (laughs) and I probably should be reading my notes because it has more detail. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, he he succeeded in stealing the fire, and I think I already said that. And Zeus was really unhappy and wanted to punish Prometheus. Woo! Yeah, he chained Prometheus to a rock and had a vulture tear away and eat his liver every day, and the liver would grow back at night while the vulture was sleeping, making it to be eaten every day possible. You know, that's 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 so fun for are Prometheus. You, are you reading off your notes now, or are you still just I, I'm doing both. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so then one day... Heracles, you know, go back to episode one, found Prometheus and killed the vulture and freed Prometheus. Woo! Whoa! Yeah. Then Zeus was angry again. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. uh, He wanted to punish mankind for (laughs) taking the fire and accepting it. This is where Pandora comes in. Pandora was created after a consensus of the gods they met and they were like, yeah, let's make Pandora. <laughs> I, I don't know where they were going with that. They wanted Pandora to marry Prometheus. Prometheus said that he didn't want to marry her because he was too smart to know that the gods were like, ah, we don't like you. <laughs> So, then Prometheus warned his brother Epimetheus, which was mentioned in the beginning of this, and I'm talking really fast, and I'm really sorry for that. Slow it down. So far we've I'm only exci- been filming- I'm excited, I'm So sorry. far we've only been filming for like four minutes. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're just in awkward silence for like ten seconds. That's not ten seconds, but it's fine. Okay, Epimetheus- wasn't smart, and he wound up getting married to Pandora. Yay. Marriage. Then, one day, the married couple was visited by Hermes. You know, the messenger of the gods. Go back to episode two? Yeah, I think that's when we did that. To learn. Woo. And, yeah. Yeah. Hermes had a box. Can you see where this is going? Yes, the box was filled with chocolates. Mm. Delectable raspberry filled chocolates. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna scroll in my notes, and my notes are only like one page, so it's probably gonna be a short section of this, so... I should have probably done more things for this episode, but it's fine. Especially since I started talking really fast before, but it's fine. We'll just yeah. talk, we'll just repeat the notes again, but slower. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, I would not like to do that, because yeah. then I'd get even more excited, and then we'll, it'll just like be like a five-minute <laughs> lippet of me speaking really fast about... Pandora, Prometheus, and Epimetheus. So far it's been six minutes. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of trying to stall here, because I only have, like, a paragraph of stuff left. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, they were visited by Hermes, and Hermes wanted to leave the box with them and return for it later. You know, they accepted this. They, they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the box for you. We'll, we'll hold on to it until you can come back for it later. 
Yeah, that wasn't a very good idea because uh, Pandora was very curious about the box. I, you know? Yeah. We love curiosity. Curiosity killed a lot, actually. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. That's the full saying. Wait, really? Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. What? What? Are you singing? No, I went, what? Oh. It sounded like singing. Yeah, back to the story. Anyways, Epimetheus walked, like, on that same day, he went outside to hang out with all of his friends, you know. And he wanted Pandora to follow her, but Pandora was like, you know what, I'm gonna stay in here for a little bit. And Epimetheus was like, well, you'll probably join me later. So he just went and left Pandora with the box, you know. Great job. Uh, Epimetheus was like, hey, don't open the box. It's it's not your box. <laughs> and Pandora was like, but I want to open the box. I would do the same. I'd be like, but it's a box. <laughs> and, uh, so when Epimetheus left, Pandora's curiosity got the best of her. And for the first time in her and Epimetheus's lives, she refused his request of not opening the box. Oh. Mind-blowing. How dare she... Open the box. Yeah. Before she opened the box, though, the spirits inside the box begged Pandora to let them out. And when she did let them out, they came and swarmed like little moth-like creatures. You know? I... You know? <laughs> I know. You laughing at me? No, never. I have to blow my nose, so just wait. Wait, no, I clicked off of the zoom. Okay. Wait, oh, we I can still hear you, by the way. You're not on mute. I know. Okay. I I was just saying, so like you don't like. All right, like wait. Why are you on mute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so you can just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And being awkward. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Go blow your nose. This is the time where Nico blows their nose. We cannot hear it. We cannot see it. But we shall fear it. And the noise it shall create. I don't really know what I'm saying. Really? <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying. I just wanted to create a, a rhyme. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah, Zeus had filled the box with everything that ailed mankind. So all the evil things, you know? The evil things. We like, we love the evil things. It's great. Yes. Yeah, the creatures brought pain and suffering to a race of man that had never felt pain or anguish before in their lives before that day. That sucks to be them, I guess. Stupid Pandora. I don't. I don't even know. 
you're you're silent over there. And I'm <laughs> stupid because Olymp- I was thinking stupid Olympians. Give the box. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always like because like I'm so paranoid that some deity is going to exist. But I don't believe in a deity. 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 I don't believe in a deity. I don't believe in deities or anything. But like, I always feel the need to apologize to like everything. Like also to inanimate and and just not real objects. And uh, I don't know how to say and that. Not anonymous. Inanimate. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Well, we just can't say it. So back to the story. Or if that's the end. I don't know. No, uh, yeah, there was, all the evil was let out of the box, whoa, woo, but hope still remained in the now shut box. Hope begged, uh, Pandora to let her out, I don't know if that sentence made sense. Yes, it does. I stopped hope in the middle of the Hope was in the box. Box? Bad. Hope does not want to be in box. Let me out, Pandora. Let me out of the box. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pandora, that was desperate because, you know, pain and suffering. Not liking it, you know, because it hadn't felt it before. Was desperate. I don't know if I already said that. (laughs) And opened the box a second time. And as promised, Hope healed all the pain and suffering and you know then took off after her either yes either (laughs) evil brethren and then followed them closely behind after they were let out and you know that's that's the end of my uh prometheus and pandora how how many how many minutes have we been filming here um like 10 like 13 cool you know on to you because we love being depressed after (laughs) happiness welcome back to part two of the ken and barbie killers now on the news is sorry if you haven't listened to episode four i will say it again you will not understand my story due to the fact that is a part two so please leave and listen to episode four and then come back and listen to this one, and then the next one, and then the next one. also listen to the other episodes, because we're trying to get ourselves off the ground here. Yeah, your support is necessary. Yeah. (laughs) I still have arms on my name, and I'm really proud of that, actually, (laughs) and I don't... Love that. Uh, I want to give my name legs and a head, too, but I can't. Because I don't think the thing lets me. So, anyways, on to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'll give a short recap. Uh, Tammy died. If you don't know who I'm talking about... Well, Tammy was murdered. If you don't know who I'm talking about, listen to episode four. (laughs) And that's all I'm gonna say. Because I'm not gonna give you a full recap. Listen to episode four. So, anyway. A month since Tammy's murder... Uh, wait... Yeah, Carla and Paul had saved enough money for their own home in Port Dalhousie. I literally wrote out how to say it, and then almost said it wrong. Good job. 
Because it's spelled like Delhousie, but it's Delhousie. But anyway, a small town near St. Catharines. It was a cute house that has since been knocked down. It was a cute house that they completely ruined. So when the two moved, that's when Paul's abuse escalated. He would jokingly tell Carla that he was the Scarsborough rapist. He went from just being verbally (laughs) abusive to becoming physically abusive. When Carla said she wanted to leave him or that she was going to, Paul would threaten with telling the cops about her involvement in Tammy's murder. He had the videotapes to prove it. So, like, if he was going to go down, she was going to go down with him kind of situation. So, June 15th, 1991, two weeks before the wedding, Paul came home with a surprise for Carla. More of like a surprise, a gift, right? Was it flowers? Chocolate? A sweet gift? The answer here is, no, it was a 14-year-old girl named Leslie Mahaffey. So, not a great gift. Uh, not because Leslie was a bad person, but I think you get why. So, Leslie was in her backyard, and Paul pulled up offering her a cigarette that was in his car. So, she got in, and he kidnapped her. Oh. Carla and Paul held her in the house, assaulting her repeatedly while recording the attacks. And I just lost where I was. Okay, I found it. So, after 24 hours, the couple ended up strangling her. I'm sorry, this is- oh wait, I didn't- Well, if you listen to part 4, you know there was a trigger warning. Trigger warning again, I guess. Probably should have said that. But if you listen to episode 4, like we told you to, you'd know. Um, so after 24 hours, the couple ended up strangling her, then dismembering her body. So, overall, not a great situation. They mixed parts of her body into concrete blocks, then they dumped it into a local lake, called Lake Gibson. So on July 29th, 1991, Carla and Paul got married. They held a ceremony with over 100 friends and family, And on the same day, a fisherman came across the body parts of Leslie. This spread over the news, and the community was utterly horrified. Horrified. I don't know. (laughs) Over the next year, police looked for clues. That's when they brought in the same FBI profiler from the Scarsborough rapist case. At the time, the FBI profiler said that he had no reason to connect the two cases, meaning the murder in the Scarsborough. I can hear your type in the Scarsborough oh, case. I just thought I'd let you know. Um, but I'm not mad. Sounds like I was mad. Sorry. Um, Paul asked Carla to get in touch with some of Tammy's best friends, get them on the phone, invite them over. And he's like, well, then we'll just drug him and rape him. You know, casual thing for a Sunday night. I don't get these people. But anyway, over the next- I guess I'm not supposed to get the people, so that's good. (laughs) So over the next year, Carla was able to get several girls to their homes. They would hang out, drug them, then sexually assault them. 
them. These victims would survive and wake up with having no memory of the night before. Some of these attacks were even recorded. So, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I had to make sure I was in the right spot. Uh, April 16th, 1992, Paul and Carla went on an afternoon drive with the intention to find another girl. That's when they found 15-year-old Christian... Kristen, not Christian, Kristen French, who was walking home from school. Also, that is such a cool name. So pristine. I don't know. Uh, They drove past her, parked in a church parking lot, and waited for her to walk by. Carla was in the passenger seat. She called out to Kristen and asked for directions, saying they were lost. Kristen walks over and gets shoved into the car. It did not take long for Kristen to get reported missing. I keep having to, like, oversay her name or I'm going to mess it up. Um, So witnesses said they saw her in the church parking lot. The witnesses said that the drivers they saw Kristen talking to were in a beige Camaro. So yay! Eyewitnesses! Woo! (laughs) Woo! So the police started to look for owners of the beige Camaro, and there were tons of billboards they put up asking if people put this car. It was like, have you seen this car? Picture of the car looking for Kristen French, like this could help with the case, and then they had their number there. You can find it on Google, and we'll probably post it. So, yay, like they're getting somewhere. But what they didn't know was that the eyewitness statement was incorrect. So they just put a bunch of work and wasted time looking for the Camaro. But Paul actually drove a a gold-colored Nissan. So, know your cars, I guess. (laughs) Um, the media started to compare Kristen French to Leslie Mahaffey's murder. Mahaffey, uh... The FBI profiler described the suspect as a white male, early 20s, and had a history of sexually violent crimes. Still, he made no connection to the Scarsborough case. So, Paul and Carla kept Christian... Oh my gosh! Kristen. For several days, they videotaped her, and then... What? (laughs) They videotaped her, and then... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at myself. Because I lost okay. my I lost my place and out of nowhere I just go what, and it made me laugh. Um, so they I'm not laughing at the story. I'm not a horrible person. I promise. They videotaped her and then when Paul, wow, thanks for laughing at the fact that I'm not a horrible person. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, anyway, what I was saying was I... Paul was happy and satisfied with her. They strangled her. So, April 30th, 1992, Kristen's body was found more than 30 miles away in Burlington, and she was left in a ditch not far from the local cemetery. January 1993, Paul beat Carla up terribly. That was when she went to the emergency room. She had been attacked with a torch, and he ended up giving her two bad black eyes, a broken rib, and severe bruising. After two years of marriage, Carla decided to leave Paul. During the same time, Paul's DNA was being tested for 
the Scarborough Rapist case, right? Because it finally, it only took like two years plus to get the DNA back. So his DNA was positively identified. The police finally connect the murders and the rapes. Police reached out to Carla and wanted to create a wedge in the relationship so they could, like, get answers. So Carla thought she was being uh, called in because of the domestic assault that had happened. But after the interview, she went to her family home and broke down, and she confessed to everything. (laughs) So she was afraid of what the police knew and wanted to tell her parents before the police told her. Her parents told her to hire a lawyer. She told the lawyer that Paul was the Scarsboro rapist and also admitted to being involved in the crimes. But imagine your kid comes home super upset. You're like, what happened? And then she's like, uh, we killed people and I killed my sister and I covered it up and you have to be so content. Be like, you know, just hire a lawyer and you have to be helpful. Like, ugh, it's probably so rough. Why are we both talking fast this episode? I, I, I don't know. I would say probably because you're excited about this episode, but, but um, that would I don't sound know bad. if I'm excited. I just, I don't know. I maybe, maybe it's just the day. Maybe I'm just going mad slowly. I don't know. I don't know either. This might be a short episode. <laughs> no, it won't be. I promise. But, um, so Carla agreed to testify against Paul in exchange for a reduced sentence. Carla then sits down with the police and confesses everything to them. Paul gets arrested, and they ask Carla to show them- Oh my god, I gotta yawn. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna take a sip of water. (laughs) Sip of water accomplished. Oops. Are you um, drinking water out of a cup? No. I'm drinking cool. water out of my hydro flask. Oh. Because I need my water to be, like, super cold. Or I don't like it. <laughs> wow. That's... Wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so Paul gets arrested and they ask Carla to show them around her house. And show where Paul did everything. She takes them to the bathroom and tells them this is where they bathed the bodies and then dismembered them. She says this casually. Then asks where then after explaining all of this, she then asks where her perfume samples are. She's like, Where are they? Like I want them. Give them to me. After being like, Hey, look at this bathtub. This is where we dismembered bodies. Now where's my perfume? Like, that's literally how it went. Sounds like a great, uh... What day was this? Like, Saturday? I don't actually know what day it was. Sounds like a typical Wednesday to me. (laughs) Wait, no. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'm so sorry. I did not mean to say that. Um, I promise Nico hasn't hurt anyone. I, I have not, I swear. That that was a joke. No typical Wednesday Wednesdays have happened like this. On typical Wednesdays, we go to school, we go home, we do homework. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we've not we've not planned any uh 
Okay, I think I think they're good. <laughs> okay, I'm not allowed to speak anymore. I'll just be over here. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. She then gets upset when talking about how Paul chose to drug the girls with their expensive champagne glasses. So she gets upset not when talking about dismembering or killing, etc., etc. But she's like, he used the expensive champagne glasses. <laughs> That these glasses were from France, okay? They were from France, and he used them, and we only used them for special occasions. And she, like, flipped out. <laughs> she flipped out over what glasses he used to kill and, like, drug people. Like, girl. <laughs> You're talking to police right now. In between almost every question, she asked where her stuff went and if she should get and if she could get it back. Like, you are getting questioned. You're about to go to jail. You're not getting your stuff. Like, that's not what's happening here. Um. So they were in the basement, and she sees a book, and she's she's just like. Her sister has been wanting it and has been asking for it because remember she has another sister, so she's like she's like I just need to give the book to her like she really wants it like, etc cetera, etc, cetera. and they're just like uh, no. Like, what? <laughs> um. So Carla kept telling the police that she was forced to do these things and that there were even videotapes. So February 17th, 1993, when Paul's arrested, so this was when Paul was arrested, and they keep searching for the tapes. So they spend 71 days searching, 71 days? Was it 71 days or 71 hours? But it was 71 something. I wrote down days. I might be right. Uh, searching the home, but they could not find the tapes. 71 days have been wasted. And they cannot find the tapes. But without the tapes, they had no direct evidence to link Paul to the crimes. So June 28, 1993, Carla goes to court and puts a publication ban on her trial. This upsets the media, because they're like, it's our right to know what's happening, like, this is where we live. And, like, this was a really big case. So on August 2, 1993, she filed for divorce from Paul. So, finally, in May 18th, 1995, Paul's trial finally begins. So, remember, she w- ha- her trial was 1993. His wasn't until 1995. Cases, like court dates and stuff like that, take a while. So, he pleaded not guilty on the nine charges that they gave him, and the prosecution ended up submitting unknown evidence. Because, like... They didn't really have evidence until prosecution was like, hey, and then bam, the tapes. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I have to add to that. (laughs) So they then finally had evidence against Paul and Carla. These tapes revealed that Carla was not at all forced or if so barely, and that she fully participated in the attacks. Paul then says, Yeah, I raped the girls, but I'm no murderer. It was all Carla who did it. 
So, boop. <laughs> boop. Yes, boop. <laughs> On June 9th, June. Oh my god. <laughs> You really cannot speak today. I can't. I don't know why. On June 19, 1995, Carla testified against Paul and stated that she was also a victim. When asked about the case, she said she suffered from battered spouse syndrome. Um, so the judge allowed the jurors to watch the tapes and only allowed the public to listen to them because she didn't want the people's parents to have to, like, watch this stuff because it was super hor- horrific, but they were like... If you want to listen to it, go, I guess. Um, so the jury deliberated for five hours, and on September 1st, 1995, 31-year-old Paul Bernardo was found guilty for all charges and was sentenced, oh my gosh, sentenced to life imprisonment. He also confessed to 14 more assaults. After 25 years, though, he has a possibility of parole, which the public does not love, because they're like, he did this bad, bad things, why are you gonna give him the possibility to, like, leave? So, yeah. Woo. So, that- <laughs> uh, I don't know, oh, I, I know last episode we forgot well, you said where you gave your evidence, but again, this is the same case, so now I'm gonna tell you where my evidence was from, but I'm gonna have to go on YouTube to do that. So if you, you just hear... put the link in the comment thing section. Yeah, thing. actually, yeah, that's easier. So I'm gonna do that. Um... <laughs> but yeah, well... f- follow us on... Uh, wow, that's not the right thing. A, un- no wait, rainy underscore day underscore podcast on Instagram. And rainy day podcast, our page on Facebook, you know, and it's a uh, link to the group. And I, I'm actually not sure how you can figure out how to get both of them, but they're linked together. So if you find one, you'll find the other. Yes. Yay. Woo. Woo-hoo. And then our website, which... What's well, our website? <laughs> so our website is com with the little slash at the end. Bam. Right there. And and write us on our email, which is arainydaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you're listening, of course you're on YouTube. Uh, but we're going to try... Get our podcast on Google Podcasts and possibly Spotify, if we can figure out how to do either of them. Yeah, and then maybe someday Apple Podcasts, but until then, we'll just be on YouTube. But if you know how to do this, or you have an easier way, comment, DM us, email us. Uh, It will be very appreciated. So again, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Woo. Woo. Have a great day. Bye. Woo. <laughs>